and hello to you and welcome to the motivation podcast from motivateyourself.co.uk i'm richard nichols and i'm here to guide to teach and to motivate you to be the best you can be it's week five of my happiness special for july which means i'm going to make one more podcast on friday for august and then i'm going to go back to my monthly ones as although i love doing this and actually getting up early every monday morning to do it has been a lot easier than i thought especially the last few episodes but too much of a good thing and my novelty may wear off so after friday's episode you won't hear from me till september but thanks to everyone who has emailed in to thank me for making a few extra ones though cheers and this week still on the topic of what we ought to be doing to make sure that we're creating a happy brain i'm going to talk to you about sleep why it's important what happens if we don't get enough of it and how to make sure that we do so let's start at the very beginning and look briefly at what sleep actually is because since i was a young boy i've been fascinated with how come for around a third of our day we have to go and find safety somewhere close our eyes and simply lose consciousness weird how did natural selection favor creatures that need to do that it's very odd when you think about it so it must be very important indeed but what is going on do you know does anybody know because i can't lie to you and pretend that i know what sleep is and why we do it because actually that would be unbelievable because even the most learned academics who have studied sleep for 50 years still can't come up with a real answer as to why we sleep other than to say it's because we get sleepy and i'm not exaggerating here sleep is something that we do for a third of our lives and yet no one truthfully understands quite why we know what happens when we do sleep and we can make assumptions that these things must be important because we also know that if we don't sleep we die it takes a few weeks but animals that do not sleep just flatline and die nasty experiments done with rats and dogs i hate those experiments everything deserves life it's such a shame but hey the alternative is a lack of knowledge which according to academic science is an even nastier thing than forcing dogs awake until they die anyway let's, let's lighten the mood so we know that sleep's important but what does it do well it seems that one of sleep's primary functions is dealing with memories the first stage of sleep when we initially nod off seems to help the brain consolidate the events of the day the things that we need to remember and delete all the rubbish before we then slip into a slightly deeper sleep when the body produces growth hormones and begins to clear waste from our spinal fluid and then we drift down a bit more and a bit more and we begin to dream and it takes about an hour and a half to get to that point um, we don't tend to dream for very long before we drift back up again and have another cycle of the same process having around four dreams every night not that we remember them though and when people have been woken up in sleep experiments and asked about their dreams because it takes a minute or so to forget the dream so you can wake someone up if you do it at the right point and ask them about their dream and they're not really very interesting to be honest outside of the sleep labs we tend to only remember the really weird dreams 
And that's probably because we think about them when we first wake up, and so we remember them because it moves it from one area of the brain to another, it becomes more conscious. But the rest of our dreams are very boring. People tend to just dream about the things that they did that day. But this strange sleep cycle has a really significant effect on us, and not just our physical health, but our emotional health too. As Benjamin Franklin once said, early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. And it sounds a bit too good to be true, but there is some truth in it. Not so sure about the wealthy bit, I guess indirectly it's going to help you, but comparing money with sleep, as a study by the University of Michigan showed, that um, an extra hour of sleep had more of an impact on how the participants in this study felt throughout the day than earning more money does. So actually, instead of working an extra hour to impress your boss so that you get promoted and then you can earn more money and get happier, if you go home on time and get a good night's sleep, it'll have the same effect. And there's been loads of research over the years, and I could make a podcast episode on its own just going into the benefits of sleep, but instead I'll talk briefly about the important ones. So, good sleep makes your brain work more efficiently, it means that it's easier to make decisions, easier to simply live your life. It increases a, a gut peptide called leptin, a chemical that gives us a feeling of satisfaction, which normally gets released then when we eat. But without the leptin, our food doesn't satisfy us. Instead, a lack of sleep overproduces leptin's ugly sister, ghrelin, which has the opposite effect and gives us a feeling of being hungry, even when we're not. So sleep has a huge influence on our eating habits, and so our weight, our shape, our size, etc. One study that I'll quickly mention found that one hour less sleep per night over the course of a week resulted in the participants in this study consuming an extra 120 calories a day. Doesn't sound like much, but over two weeks, that's the equivalent of an extra day's worth of food. So if you want to stay in shape, sleeping well is actually going to help that as well, as well as the emotional benefits. And anyone with young kids knows full well that the most laid-back, relaxed, happy kid will turn into the grumpiest, snappiest, nastiest child in town if they're tired. And it's the same with adults as well, you know. It's just that we have a bit more self-control and we bite our lip. But the emotion is still there, the grumpiness, the irritability... And if you get into a habit of being like that, then it soon becomes the norm, as if it's part of your personality, and that's not fair on anyone. There was a really interesting experiment undertaken at the University of California. They monitored brain activity in two groups, one that had had a decent night's sleep and the other group that had been awake for a day and a half. And they showed them images and monitored how the brain handled stressful images like snakes and sharks attacking humans and even, even mutilated bodies. And what they found is that in the sleep-deprived group, they became more than 60% more reactive to the negative emotional stimuli, far more than the researchers were expecting. The emotional parts of the brain just seem to go crazy. So without sleep, we don't handle stress very well at all. So what do we need to do? Well, firstly, we need to identify whether you are getting enough sleep in the first place, which sounds obvious, but I've found that we do overlook this. The two particular behaviours that you need to look for are these. Number one, you fall asleep very quickly. 
for someone who is getting enough sleep, it can take 10 minutes of relaxing in bed, feeling sleepy and comfortable before they fall asleep. And if you fall asleep in five minutes, then you're probably sleep deprived and you need to get some early nights. And number two, your alarm clock has to wake you up. I've noticed that people are getting so used to alarm clocks waking them up that they no longer question it. It's as though being sleep deprived is becoming normal. But if your alarm clock is constantly having to wake you up, then you needed more sleep. We should be waking up before the alarm clock goes off. So those are the two important and easy to spot signs that you're sleep deprived. And there are obviously some other things. Nodding off during the day is a fairly obvious one, but even irritability. If you're turning into one of those demon children that throw tantrums because they're tired, then pay attention to your sleep habits. Now, what can we do about all of this? Because it's easier to say that if you're sleep deprived, then you need to rearrange your nighttime habits and go to bed half an hour earlier. But what if the reason is insomnia? Maybe you are tired, but you lie awake staring at the ceiling, frustrated, and that's why you're sleep deprived. It's a very common problem. And the answer is not always as simple as just having a cup of cocoa before you go to bed. If we get into a habit of lying in bed awake, then that's what the brain will expect from that night. In order to break that habit, you need to create some new routines. And yes, it can be a little time consuming, but as I've said before, if something that you've been suffering with for 20 years takes 12 months to sort out, in a year's time you'll be very glad you started. So, let's assume... You have a habit of going to bed at 11 o'clock, lying in bed until 2am, getting up, kicking the cat, before sitting on the sofa to wait for the sun to come up, and actually nodding off a little on the sofa so you go back to bed because you're obviously sleepy, and yet you end up staring at the ceiling frustrated again. And these are the sorts of stories that my clients come to me telling. Now, what they also regularly tell me is that they're often okay when they go on holiday. If they're away from home, they tend to sleep better. And what clients who don't suffer with insomnia often tell me is that when they go on holiday and they change their routine, then they don't tend to sleep so well. Does this tell us something? Yes. It tells us that when we do something different and change the routine, then we get a different outcome. Our brain is very simple, despite its complexities. If we start a routine, then our brain begins firing neurons responsible for the end result. Which means if your sleep habits are the same every night and you start that routine with switching off the big light and picking up a book to read in bed for 10 minutes to relax with and it ends with you getting up and kicking the cat, then your brain starts the circuit for kicking the cat in frustration as soon as you dim the lights because it knows what's coming next because of habit. So you have to make sure that you do something different. If you read in bed, if you watch TV in bed, if you stare at the ceiling waiting to go downstairs and kick that poor cat again, then you must do something else instead. If you suffer with insomnia, you should never read in bed or watch the telly because your brain will forget what the bed is for. And the bed is really just for two things, sleep and sex and nothing else. Things may be different if your problem isn't that you can't fall asleep. I have some clients who like to read in bed, fall asleep, and then wake up an hour later and it's then that they struggle. That's different and I'll come to that in a moment. But the common problem is that insomnia sufferers can't fall asleep in the first place. So what do you do? Well, you need to set up better routines and get out of the habit of being awake in bed. 
So if after 15 minutes you're still wide awake, then you must get up. Get out of bed. Do not associate the bed with being awake. If you're going to be awake and frustrated, then you must do it somewhere else. Go back downstairs, have a drink of water, pop to the toilet, read, or better still, do something that's less taxing than reading, something that's more repetitive, and jigsaws are perfect for this, because they can be tedious and repetitive and relatively easy. Well, as long as you don't get those ones that's a plate of baked beans, they're pointless. Fiddle with the jigsaw and wait until you feel a bit sleepy and then go to bed. And it doesn't matter if you don't fall asleep. As long as you're sleepy and relaxed, if you become less sleepy and you wake up a bit, then again, after what feels like 15 minutes, get up, fiddle with a jigsaw downstairs, and for goodness sake, don't kick the cat. Just accept that you're learning how to relax and don't let yourself get frustrated. Eventually, your brain gets out of the habit of being awake in bed and associates the bed with being relaxed. Especially if you practice some relaxation exercises. And hypnosis is great for this. If you can learn how to slow your brain down a little, slow your body down, then you're onto a winner. Because hypnosis is not sleep, but it can be very similar brainwave activities. So actually, practicing hypnosis in bed would be okay. Once you've listened to a CD or an MP3 a few times, you'll be able to do those exercises yourself without having someone guide you through it. And there are some free downloads on the Motivate Yourself website, so there's no excuse. You don't even have to pay for it. Um, they'll do fine. They're about 15 minutes long each, though. There's two tracks, and they're 15 minutes. That'd be good. So go to motivateyourself.co.uk, click on the Downloads link in the menu, and the first thing you see is the freebies form to fill in. Just pop your email address in, and the, the website emails you a link to download a nice um, relaxation MP3, and there's two of them. And this is what I would suggest for those who fall asleep quickly but wake up and struggle to get back off again. You need to learn how to slow your mind down and slow your body down. And there are two videos that I mention a lot on these podcasts on on the the, 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 the podcast website, motivateyourself.co.uk. And these videos, one of them is a breathing exercise that just helps your body to relax. And the other is a thought-stopping exercise that teaches you how to interrupt and replace your thoughts. And I've talked about both of those two techniques many times on these podcasts, so I'm not going to do it again. But if you go and watch those two videos, you'll find them useful. One thing to add here uh, is about the TV or um, computers, phones, tablets, whatever. They glow. Even if the brightness is down, they still glow. And our brain doesn't like glowing lights at night. It thinks it's the sun. It'll keep you awake. The times I see things on Facebook that say, Grr, 2am and I'm still awake. And I think, what the hell are you doing on Facebook, you fool? Switch it off. But that's easy for me to say. Because I know that it will cause problems. For all I know, you might think that it helps. Well, it doesn't. It really, really doesn't. No bright lights. Nothing that's going to capture your attention. Like I say, jigsaws are great for this. Bore yourself to sleep if you have to. Now, I'm going to have to go and leave you now as time is ticking on. But do please share with me your stories about your sleep habits. And if you have any questions, then drop me a line. You can get in touch via the website, through Facebook or through Twitter. And I do reply personally to all the messages I get, so feel free to get in touch. And I will see you next time, which will be on Friday, actually. But don't ask me what I'm going to talk about. I'll decide closer to the day, and I'll speak to you then. Bye-bye.